0: Alright, welcome to the No Happy Endings Podcast, where we interview friends, friends of friends, friends of friends of friends, and uh, to those of you listening, you might be hearing a new voice, or maybe a familiar voice, depending on if you heard the previous episodes. My name is Eddie, I will be hosting the episode today, and today as a guest, we have...
1: He's raising his hand, but I'm the guest, Brian, your normal host. But essentially, what we're going to do... Is Eddie has offered to host a couple of episodes here and there, so I can take a break from doing so and do other things, or just to take a break, which would be nice once in a while. He's offered you make to it sound it. so bad. Huh? <laughs> you make it sound so bad. Which part, the hosting or the? Yeah, I mean it's an effort. I don't. It's not that I hate doing the podcast. It's just that you know a lot of it comes down to the planning, and the recording, and the editing, and all that other stuff. So it gets to a point where it's like because I'm doing it weekly, as opposed to most other podcasts record like four on a day, and they just have like one eight hour day, as opposed to right multiple one hour to two hour days over the weeks. It's kind of it's kind of uh, intensive because it's it comes down to those Monday Tuesdays sometimes when I'm releasing on Wednesdays. So it's I mean it's not that it's a bad thing. It's just that it can be <laughs> difficult sometimes. Yeah, no, nah, I get that yeah but yeah so eddie's offered to take over for a a couple of episodes here and there or just throw in a couple of episodes and i know i went on the whole thing about it being an audio time capsule, but at the same time you know let's try and keep it consistent because i think if we miss any weeks that's the end of the podcast to be honest with you
0: yeah no i definitely agree i think it's it's great that you you've been consistent with it i don't think there's a
1: definitely try to keep the train going right speaking of consistent though worth noting because you're the host of this episode, exactly... No. So, today is 366 days after the first episode zero was released on Anchor. So, it originally... The first episode was put on Anchor April 5th, 2020. It's April 6th, 2021 we're recording right now. So, one whole year.
0: One whole ass year.
1: Which is crazy, because I know it's actually like 53 or 54 episodes, but that's because we... uh. Release some extra episodes in between, so the number doesn't add up to fifty-two like it should for fifty-two weeks, but a whole ass year.
0: Yeah. So,
1: uh, how does it it feel? How does it feel to join the No Happy Enix team?
0: Uh, it feels great. You know, I'm a little nervous. I'm not gonna lie, a little anxious. But you know, that's how it is with all first things, right?
1: It's okay. Just do it the Willy way, where you say you're going to join, but then you really just kind of, you know, slide in for an episode or two, sing, and then slide out. (laughs) Sounds about right. Commitment issues, you know, the willy way. (laughs) The willy way is definitely sliding in and sliding out real quick. (laughs) I see what you did there. You're welcome.
0: We'll leave it to the listeners to interpret that how they will. (laughs) Um, But yeah, Brian, uh, what do you got going on?
1: so i finished a big project at work that was good that's a nice relief nice to get it off my plate and then also i just went skydiving for a friend's birthday unfortunately he could not go everybody on this podcast probably knows alex he couldn't jump due to them having a weight limit but to be honest i don't think that the weight limit is accurate because i think they add a buffer weight to their scale for liability purposes on their side yeah so very unfortunate um, he's he's rescheduling his jump though, because I mean it's it, it was literally, I think uh, five or somewhere between five and eight pounds. I don't remember the exact number, but it seemed like a really minor thing. But you know they got to have a cutoff point. It was a management thing because the jumpers were okay with it, but you know these things yeah. happen. It's not going to be a huge deal. Like I said, I, I I've mentioned before that I think Alex eats a lot of junky food and he eats a lot, he drinks a lot of soda, for example. So if he just chilled for that for like two or three weeks he'd be good but it'll be yeah. up to him because i know that it's tough though because you know when you're a fireman you got to keep those calories up because literally you're like putting on those huge ass jackets and suits and equipment and stuff and you got to have enough energy to like carry all that shit and do all the stuff that they do you know what i mean right so yeah that's uh that's what i did uh, skydiving was kind of crazy though because it was it was a whole experience right because the thing is is so I was the first one to jump out of the plane, right? <laughs> all right. And so the whole, so we get up, we get up on the plane. The first of all, him explaining the experience was, was whatever. I was like, okay, it's a little bit nerve wracking, but it's okay. Like I'm not nervous yet. I'm just chilling. We get on the plane. So the we're the second group to jump, though. But we see the first group get on the plane. They immediately close the door. I'm like, okay, <laughs> cool. We get on the plane. We're the second group to get on the plane, and I'm in the front and he's like yo i'm going to need your help to close the door and i'm like what do you mean i didn't you didn't i didn't pay to do work here and like, <laughs> and so we get on the plane and then we're sitting on the bench and we're riding on the plane and the door's just chilling open and i'm like are we supposed to close this thing and he's like yo so we're going to slide down near the door and close the door i'm like okay so then we get off the bench <laughs> near the fucking door where we could just slide out of this plane, it feels like, and we're only like 100 feet off the ground, so there's no way we're deploying a fucking parachute at that point, but we close the door, right, we close the door, and he's like, yeah, so later on, when we get to 10,000 feet, I'm gonna need you to reopen the door, <laughs> and I'm like, I'm, I'm thinking to myself, why am I doing things to jump out of this plane, basically? <laughs> and
0: they, they gotta cut costs somewhere, right? <laughs>
1: Yeah, and he's like, you know, you got long arms. He actually said, you got long-ass arms, so it'll be easy for you to open the thing. So everybody else is sitting on this bench kind of watching me like sit down near this door. We get to 10,000 feet, and we get to 10,000 feet, uh, 10, feet. I help him open the door, which is a very crazy experience in and of itself because you're on a plane opening a door, a very like weird feeling. Yeah. And so then we're scooting out to the fucking, like, sitting area where you jump off the plane. And, again, I didn't experience this because I was the first one out of the plane. But I imagine, like, when, when Sean and Willie, who were also on the plane, jumping with me, they they kind of explained it to me where it was like, you know how somebody, like, if somebody were to, like, sit on a fence, for example, and they jump off and you see them land? Yeah. And you just see, you know that they're okay. But it was different because it was like, you see me fall out the plane and just like disappear. (laughs) (laughs) And apparently their their reaction was just like, oh shit. (laughs) But yeah, so I, I fall out the plane. We do like one flip. I reorient myself. I get into the position they call Super Jesus. Because Superman is hands forward. Jesus is hands out. Super Jesus is like the... A little bit of both. Yeah, the little bit of both. Yeah. Get your legs out. And so, like, it's a cool time. You know, we do this. We we pull the parachute eventually. It's it's actually really cool. Skydiving. To be honest, like, the thing is, is people feel like it would be a super scary experience. Where I don't think it is a very scary experience. It's very similar to roller coasters. Where Mm. it's the build up. But once it starts happening there's no thinking about it. It just happens. Yeah. And so like the flip happened, my hands went out. There's a second where, huh? Go ahead.
0: What was, what was going through your mind? Uh, like the moment you jumped
1: out, the moment I jumped out, nothing was going through my mind. I literally, you weren't like, Oh shit. No, no, no. Like we scooted our feet out the door. And what you're supposed to do is like, you hook your feet under the plane, which is kind of a weird experience to know. But the second, like I feel the wind and I'm like sitting outside of the plane, I'm just like, it's time to fly at that point like there's no go- you're not going back in the plane at that point you know what i mean yeah <laughs> can't, you can't you can't uncook the egg <laughs> yeah and so yeah so we flip out of the plane we do a flip we do super jesus position and for a second the first like when you first open your arms like that you kind of stop it's kind mm-hmm. of an interesting experience like you stop for a second and you're just like falling and you see it but you don't feel like you're moving and then you yeah. feel the movement and then you're like flying for a little bit mm-hmm. Then you, you know, unflap the parachute. And the second you've unflapped the parachute, the whole thing is, like, the harness just, like, cinches up on you. So I got a little nauseous from the harness, like, tightening up, honestly, because it was just like, whoop! Yeah. <laughs> and uh, anybody anybody who did plans on going skydiving after hearing this, I do recommend it. But for the dudes, they they did make it very clear that if you're a dude, you got to make sure all of the, uh, the furniture is parked in the center of the room. <laughs> <laughs> Everything's got to stay down Main Street, I like to say. That's the way they put it, and I thought it was very funny. And then that is funny. once the parachute is open, they let you pilot the parachute, so we did a bunch of spins and shit. So it was cool. super cool. How long, how long were you free-falling for? I think you're only free-falling for, like, the actual free-fall, or you mean parachute included?
0: Not parachuting.
1: Not parachuting? I would say, at most, 30 seconds, if that. Dang. I feel I- like... It feels like a longer time. No, I think it feels like a longer time, but I really do think it's probably 30 seconds at most. I think it also Mm. depends on your technique, though. Because for me, it was a bit of a longer process, I guess. Because it was a weird thing. Because when I was falling, I jumped out of the plane, and I was in the process of still doing the free falling, and I saw somebody else's parachute deploy. And I was like, mm. I was the first one out of the plane. Why am I seeing somebody else's parachute deploy? That feels very <laughs> like, uncool. Like, is there something wrong? Hello? <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, I mean, that's... It was a very cool experience. Would recommend. Felt very safe. Felt very cool. Mm. Um, Anybody so do who thinks about doing it, I say go for do it.
0: Do you guys just, like, land
1: in the middle of, like, a cornfield? No, they, they have this... You know, to be honest, they have fields there... Uh, mm. Right next to the airstrip and the fields are probably I'm gonna say like 25 by 25 yards That's not a lot. It's not a lot, but they know how to aim their landings It was mm. we were we were basically dead center in the field I feel like when I landed Yeah, and all all like all five of the jumpers landed in the same field Did you did you also land like in order uh, when you guys left the plane? No nah, somebody landed before me <laughs> One person landed before me and one person landed at the same time as me. <laughs> Interesting.
0: Why do you yeah. think that that's so?
1: I think, you know, if you don't fall correctly, like, once you once you do get out of the plane, because not everybody flipped and not everybody... Some people just dove and then so, like, yeah. if you don't flap out into the arched position, then you're going to start, like, catching air. Or if you're too straight, you might go straight down for a little mm-hmm. while. And so I think you'll accelerate a little bit faster, because obviously gravity is the same for everybody, but it's just like, how much air resistance you're creating also impacts like, how you're falling and stuff. Mm. Did you, uh,
0: so overall did you take anything from this experience?
1: It was cool. I mean, I think, I I know that my friend Sean basically decided he doesn't ever want to be on the ground, (laughs) and he wants to live in the skies now. (laughs) I personally just like to look (laughs) at it like, I... You know, we got to a point where the probably the most interesting part is we, when Alex couldn't go, we were going to, he was originally like, we were walking away to say that we were just going to reschedule. And I was like, yo, to be honest, like, I know this is kind of rude and this is definitely my fault and I'll take total blame for it. But I was like, I kind of mentally prepared to jump today and I would much rather just jump today. Like, I'll yeah. probably, I'll come back with you to jump with you, but like. I already, like, had this conversation with, like, multiple people. You know, I talked to Nikki, and I was like, hey, like, you know, in case anything happens, do not sell my stocks, basically. (laughs) Right. (laughs) And then I talked to my my brother, and I was like, you're technically the next of kin, and I haven't written a will, so if you do inherit my money, don't sell my stocks. (laughs) You made it pretty clear. 20 20 (laughs) 20 years from now, if the nieces need to be paid for, like, college, fine. Sell some stocks. But until then do not sell the stonks. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So that's, that's pretty much what I was with that. And so we, the three of us ended up jumping. I'm pretty sure Willie and Sean are going to do it again. I will consider doing it again, but I mean, I, to be honest, like it's one of those things where I will consider it just because I think it was a fun experience one time. I don't know if I will have as much fun the second time, but at the same time, my instructor was trying to convince me to take the class for solo jumping slash becoming an instructor, which yeah. I think, honestly, he just makes more money if I do that. But at the same time, it was very encouraging of him to say so.
0: Yeah. Did you, so, like, does the experience change any, the way you look at anything?
1: Change no. How you look at life? To be honest.
0: Because I hear that, like, some people who jump or do yeah. skydiving, they, like, they look at life differently. Yeah. Because it's, like, a whole different thing for them. I
1: can definitely see why that would happen. It's definitely, it would, for, my assumption is it's the plane ride up. Mm. You know, you do the plane ride up and you're thinking to yourself, you know, I probably should have hugged my mom today or I should have like said hi to my dad or something or something like that. But you know, I, I've heard that thought process before. And I just, in general, (laughs) like when I was younger, I was not as uh, appreciative or mindful of these things. But as I've gotten a couple, like in the last like two years, I've made it a point to be more mindful and more, like grateful for the things that I have and just recognizing mm-hmm. the fact that everybody has their own challenges and when I recognize that that like the things I have in my life that I've been very lucky to achieve and like have people in my life that I care about. Like I try to make it very clear that I appreciate all of them. And so when I was up in the plane I was just like, yeah, if this were it, it'd be it. That's fine. Yeah.
0: Well it's interesting. You just like no no emotions at all. Nothing No regrets, no, like, no laughs. No,
1: I think people get nervous up there because, like, I mean, there's always a little bit of nerves that are, like, your body is telling you this is is not what you want to do. You don't want to jump out of this plane. Like, you're sitting on the edge of the plane with this wind blustering in your face, these goggles that are, like, tight as hell around your head, and you're, like, you know, you're about to jump out of this plane, and your body's just like, don't do it. But other than that, no, not really. Like, mentally, there was nothing that was just, like, Nah, don't do it. It was just like, this is an experience we came to have. Let's go fly.
0: That's cool though. I think I think that just speaks to like how you had a clear conscience going up. Like you know, you live, you don't have any regrets. Nothing you like you want to do. Yeah, I mean, before. I try.
1: But yeah, it's-
0: <laughs> maybe maybe that's what it is, right? Like people who go skydiving, like there's stuff that like wait, there's stuff I still want to do. Stuff on the back of my mind, their conscience, you know.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's not that there's not stuff that I don't want to do, right? Because there is definitely stuff that I want to do. Right. But it's just, I'm, I've, I've also been realistic about the stuff that I want to do, right? So there's, there's a famous boulder in France that I want to try called the Rainbow Rocket. But it's a V11 climb. And I basically mm. climb V4s and V5s right now. So it's like, I'm not prepared to do that climb anyways. Am I working yes. towards it in some way? Sure. Yeah. Not yet. Yeah. But it's one of the things where I couldn't have tried it in my lifetime currently anyways. Um, yeah. other things like trying out for Ninja warrior stuff like that. It's train injuries, you know, not ready to do so run things. Yeah. But I've tried, you know, mm-hmm. it's not like, it's not like I was just lazy about it and I never did a pull up, for example. Like right. I built my own salmon ladder. I learned how to do the salmon ladder, so on and so forth.
0: How did you, uh, how did you get into
1: climbing climbing? Uh, it was mainly because I was a big fan of Ninja Warrior and they didn't have Ninja Warrior gyms around. So I decided mm-hmm. to uh, try a climbing gym because you notice if you watch the show, a lot of them are also climbers. It used to a be lot of them more, of them, more of them used to be climbers. Now it's more about gymnastics movements, kind of, and parkour movements. A lot of, like, flying obstacles. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Got it. Uh, so tell me. What's uh what's what's the next what's the next big thing that uh you're gonna try to do after skydiving?
1: I don't think that there's anything I'm going to do in comparison to skydiving necessarily. But um uh, You mean like in terms of that like level of adrenaline work, I guess? Yeah. Um, I don't know. Would you describe yourself
0: as an adrenaline junkie?
1: Nah, I don't think so. I enjoy it, but I don't yeah. think I would call myself an adrenaline junkie. I think my friend Sean is an adrenaline junkie. Cause he was he was ready to go back up on that plane that same day, basically, if it didn't yeah. cost extra money. But you know, All right.
0: You mentioned Nikki, uh, your girlfriend. Uh, so I see you got her on the podcast last week. What was the what was what was the message
1: behind that, or what was the reason behind that? I didn't have any other guests left. I'm no out. You Dang. know, when you're out, you're out. And uh, and she was open for it yeah she was up for it she's she's mentioned a couple times she's ready to be on the podcast I I was a little bit uh, for a while at least not recently but there was a period because we've been dating for about six months now Mm -hmm. uh, earlier on I didn't want to have her on the podcast right away just because I don't want her to learn something surprising randomly on the podcast and I didn't want to learn something about her randomly surprising on the podcast and it's not that I didn't learn new things about her during the podcast it was just like you gotta i feel like you have to hit a certain threshold first of like mm. comfort before like that that you get you explore into those things i feel
0: yeah i feel like i feel like as long as you have as long as you guys have good communication it shouldn't yeah. be
1: that big of a deal right no i i agree but you know it's just i like to err on the side of caution with those things and mm. that's why in general like i've i've mentioned that to her before too where you know over communicating is not really an issue for me that's why i try and be very clear about things that are going on and Why I don't think that I was ready early on for her to be a guest in the podcast. And, you know, later on, we were comfortable with it. And it just came to a point where I was like, there was somebody who said they wanted to record, then they flaked. So, and there was somebody Uh, who wanted to record this week and they flaked. so.
0: Oh, really? Mm -hmm, mm Mm-hmm. Dang, shade. Don't want
1: shade. No, I mean, Uh, it's it's a tiny podcast, you know. It's not like it's making them any money. It's not making me (laughs) any money. Although, (laughs) you know what? Another milestone worth mentioning. This podcast has over a thousand listens total.
2: Woo-hoo. raise the roof
1: hey,
0: it's hey something. but i will say so i was listening to that episode last week with you and nikki and uh-huh. i don't see those of you who listen to this podcast i want you to email in what you think but i felt like brian is way more silly around nikki and it's absolutely adorable
1: well yeah because i like her
0: <laughs> you say you don't like me
1: yes that's exactly what i'm saying
0: respectable Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah no it's just i was listening to the podcast i'm like yo this is absolutely adorable and i had so i had I actually had a really good time listening to it
1: yeah uh i think a lot of people did uh yeah. some of her family members listened to it and there was some good feedback and there was a couple of other people who listened to it and they they sent me texts a lot of people who wanted to give me feedback sent me a message through discord or texted me on my phone or called me about it whereas eventually i would like to think somebody will send in an email We've re- we received approximately like three or four emails, so that's nice.
0: Do, do you prefer emails?
1: No, it's just nice to feel a little bit official, you know. I, <laughs> it's nice to know that like there are people that are not my immediate circle of friends that are listening to the podcast, you know. Right, and those
0: for those of you listening, the email is nohappyendingspodcast at gmail dot com. So,
1: oh, good. Please for free. That's good. That's cool. good host work. I should do that.
0: Hey, we're trying. We're trying out here, right? Yeah. But yeah, no, that was that was a really good listen. Also, I know I told you this, but I wanted to also vocalize this to the listeners. She has a really relaxing
1: voice. I mean, you know, I agree with that personally. But every a lot of people who come onto the podcast hate the sound of their voice. What did what did she
0: say about her own voice?
1: She doesn't like the sound of her own voice either. Ah, I see. I you, I, I think. Do you she, like your voice? Me? Yeah. I I don't dislike my voice. I just find it very surprising. I've mentioned a few times on the podcast <laughs> that I'm tone deaf. And so the voice that I hear when I'm speaking is not the same voice that I hear on recordings. It's very surprising. The first time it happened, I didn't recognize it was me until I realized what they were saying. Like the first time I heard myself on recording and I was like, whoa, who's that? And then I realized they were saying what I recorded and I was like, whoa, that's me.
0: <laughs> yeah. Have you have you never gotten
1: like feedback about your voice? I get feedback about my voice all the time. But it was
0: still a surprised hearing your old voice.
1: Yeah, it was because I, I just it does. You know, you just kind of assume that you sound like what you think you sound like when you speak, if that makes sense.
0: Except like, he sounds a hundred times better because Brian's voice. I, I we, sound super different. <laughs> yeah. There's a couple
1: of people, yeah, that have complimented the voice. Yeah, that's a funny story too, uh, about Nikki actually, because. When we, when we first uh, matched on Bumble, that's how we met. I don't know if we mentioned that in the last episode. But we matched on Bumble and we were talking, right? And one of the questions that I asked was, Hey, like is, do you think there's going to be anything super surprising when we meet in person? Because I like to ask that question because I think it's fun. Because some people are... Uh, they'll say, oh yeah, I'm taller in person or I, I look this way or something else or whatever it is. It's just, it's just a fun question to get out of the way. And yeah. so she asked me the same question. And I was like, Oh, it's it'll either be that I look taller in person or it's that it's gonna be it's gonna be my voice. Right? And yeah. she's like, Your voice and I was like, Yeah, I mean it's just a little bit deeper than most people would expect and I mean it's just it, it doesn't exactly sound like what you would expect. And so we have a video chat, right? So we have a video chat before our first date. And I mean, I guess the video chat was—I guess our video date was our first date. And she's like, you know, your voice is not that deep. It's not that crazy. And I was like, oh, that's good to know. That's great. You know, I guess I, you know, said it right. for no reason. It's no problem. And then we met in person for our first date. And when we met in person for our first date, she <laughs> literally <laughs> the first thing that happened is we we said hello, and she's like, oh, I see, <laughs> because she heard it in person. She was like, whoa that's yeah. way different than over the video chat or something yeah the the basically the way she described it and i i think that other people have agreed with this statement because I've told the story to other people yeah. is that in person there's a certain gravity to my voice which i i don't know that i know or i know or i agree with because like i said the voice that i hear when I speak is not the voice that is what other people hear mm right mm-hmm mm-hmm
0: I like your voice a lot.
1: I like her voice too. You guys are going to have good voice kids. Kids with good voices. (laughs) You've you've cursed them now. Now they're going to sound like uh, nails on a chalkboard. No, no, no. (laughs) Or in my case, I don't like the sound of metal touching metal. Like when somebody mixes in a metal mixing bowl with a metal spoon, I don't like that sound. I really just like that sound. Oh, yeah. Or like two spoons rubbing against each other. They're just
2: going to sound like me. I've been told that my voice is very nasally. By who? Hey Willie. Yeah.
1: Who I'm told you? Gay. Who told you that? Willie enters the pod.
2: It's I don't know. Aerating. I've been told by some. Seven... There's this one time I was singing, and I remembered a certain admin from our Discord kicked me from the channel, moved me to AFK, oh, <laughs> didn't wondered... let me sing. I wonder who that admin was. It hurts so much. I stopped singing after that. <laughs> I... I, it was heartbreaking. I thought I was singing so well, too. What song were you singing? It doesn't matter. It hurt too much. I don't you
0: know? think your singing
1: is that bad. You
2: you sung
0: tons of intros for the podcast.
1: That's true. Yeah, but I don't think they're good. I think they're good. I mean, nah. I don't think they're as good as Nikki singing, for example. She hasn't sung on the podcast, but I think she's a good singer. She
2: didn't even sing for for the, the other
1: day. I was she, ready. She did, actually. You just weren't there. Damn. Standard. <laughs> Practice <sighs> Willie flaked. I didn't. I just. He had couldn't have like he hosted.
2: <laughs> nah, that was Paul hosting.
1: Yeah, I guess that's true.
2: The greatest right. chef alive. So what's going on with you, Willie? What's
0: new I'm with you? Lunch
2: break. That's why I wanted to. I was trying to interrupt earlier, but couldn't make it in time.
1: Oh yeah, if it's not clear, we're recording over Squadcast. I guess we didn't talk about that. Oh yeah, because yeah. Eddie's in New York. Also lunch break. Lunch break. Break. Hey. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I am in New York,
0: officially moved and everything.
2: Yeah, your room looks nice. Thanks. You guys should come see. Nah. Crickets. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I am organizing my room right now. It's basically empty. I moved everything into puzzled room.
1: Of course, we're going to come to New York at some point, but who knows when.
2: Yo, when you guys come,
0: all the good food, I got y'all.
2: Yeah, my
1: my TikTok has started showing me
2: like foodies, places in New York. Really? It knows. Yeah, I don't, know. I, just, I, don't I, I forgot to write down the restaurants, but I did favorite them so I could try them out later. I'm excited to show you guys all around New York. Good food, man. <laughs> Willie, what did you think of your time here? I mean, I always love going to New York. I love eating in general. Well, I know my taste buds aren't developed, but uh, I, I do enjoy just trying new foods. I think just trying new foods is fun for me. What do you think about the city? Oh, I hate people. I hate being around people. I hate walking. I,
0: I, took, I took Willie through Washington Square Park, and it just happened to be really nice that day. And for those of you who don't, aren't aware, Washington Square Park is essentially a mixing bowl of all different kinds of New Yorkers in that park. Uh-huh. And I took Willie through it, and it was like he was walking through a zoo, and he's never seen these animals before. He was just mesmerized. Like, speechless the entire time.
2: Yeah, because there's, like, a pit, right? And they're in the center of the pit where people playing music. And then around them were skateboarders skateboarding around them. And, like, these two groups didn't know each other. But it was really fun to see their interaction. And then outside of that pit was just a bunch of people watching, chilling. And I was like, wow, this is very interesting.
0: Yeah. And then you have monks and then hippies. And then, like, you have the, the homeless people. And on the other side of the park, people playing chess. I didn't get to see that.
2: I would have yeah. joined them.
0: Yeah, I had to remove you from the 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 park. You were. Uh, that's seemed... a lot
2: to take in when that happens. It's like massive sensory overload. Yeah, for sure. I mean, even for me, it's still like a lot sometimes. Yeah, I'm a pretty simple person. It doesn't take a lot to make me happy.
0: What does make you happy?
2: Uh, that's that's not a 1:29 p.m. kind of question. That's more of a. <laughs> That's a That's one twenty nine a.m. That's a nine a.m. question. question. <laughs> <laughs> Twelve hours too early. Yeah, a little bit. Uh, nothing makes nothing. Well, I'm not awake for like another four hours.
0: So nothing, not, nothing going on with you, Willie. Nothing else. You know, no. Uh, I did have
2: the thought. But whenever I look at Eddie, it hurts a little bit because he's really close friends with Jessica. So every time I see him, I see a little bit of Jessica, and I'm just like, <laughs> "This is so painful, Eddie. Why do you have to be a constant reminder of everything I hate?" But do I don't he... really hate Jessica. I don't know.
0: I think we're. St- I think we're still overdue for a second arc. Second arc? I'm still yes. waiting for
2: a third arc. You, so you don't. I
0: mean... You don't. Do you actually want that to happen?
2: I just think it's all right. So, Brian, what I told Eddie is, I wanted Jessica to ruin my life for a third arc and then send me this spongebob meme that says how many times do we have to teach you this lesson old man <laughs> that, that was just like oh that would be the funniest thing to receive if someone broke my heart for the third time i wouldn't even be mad at that point i would just i would be like yep yeah, that's the one that's the one that got away <laughs> do you actually want <sighs> that to happen though why do you want know. like this pain i feel like it would make a really nice story but, uh, Do
0: it for the podcast.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, it's content for the for podcast, the right? Yeah, but uh, that was—I uh, mean—I don't think anyone would ever break my heart and then send that meme. But if they did, it would take a lot of the pressure or the pain away from the experience. So, if Jessica's listening, just—just just saying, just throwing out ideas out there.
1: I mean, she God, doesn't, or does she? Who knows? It. I think she does. Wow, really? It's too late now. Yeah. She actually does. Oh, oh.
2: man, well, that's, that's awkward. She can just send me the meme then. <laughs> just I'll, send I'll no. meme anyway. I yeah. no, know she looks at the back, and <laughs> she just sends me the meme. <laughs> you
0: know what's funny? I'm not gonna tell her to listen to this episode. We'll see if she actually gets this. Yeah. Gets this message.
2: I thought it was so funny when I thought of that scenario. <sighs> Is it actually funny though? Why do you like putting yourselves in this these painful situations? <laughs> because yourself. I'm starting to get old. What's the plural?
1: Yeah. It's just Willie, yeah. just Willie.
2: I'm just saying. I'm starting to get old, so I thought that meme would be so funny now that I'm getting older. Not even <laughs> that, that old, it. but I'm getting old. I'm getting there, so that meme would resonate with me a lot more. Yeah, you're not
0: like you know 44 like Brian over here. Facts, but I could be for the listeners. Every single time I've introduced, or I've introduced, I introduced my girlfriend to Brian not too long ago. And he introduced himself as forty four. And like I think a week before that or two weeks before that when Brian told me how old is, he was like, Yo, I'm like forty. So like the age just increases every like other month.
1: Yeah. Because I'm old.
0: Not Aging's wrong. not linear.
1: Yeah. For Brian. Wrong, this is this is Benjamin Button shit. <laughs> except not ben except not backwards but forwards. Not backwards. <laughs>
0: So yeah, Willie, what else is going on with you?
2: No, I'm just reorganizing my room, getting ready for spring. True, true. You uh, you've been you have you have you been playing a lot of Counter Strike recently? Not really. I've been hibernating since you left. Like I said, the oh, you moment didn't... you left, I went into hibernation for a bit. You
0: didn't. You didn't play any Counter. You haven't been playing any Counter Strike at all.
2: Not I play even... with Steven now, actually. Not not I, even I... not even yesterday. Yeah, well, that's because Young hopped on. Uh, I see. told one game I said one game and then Young hopped on and I was like alright I guess we're going all night again
1: speaking of games real quick It Takes Two is a fantastic game just wanted to slide that in very well designed yeah I really very want cool to play mechanics. it
2: you can't play I already have someone else
0: hey Brian <laughs> how's it how's it how's it do you live at home
1: do I live at home yeah yes
0: how's it living at home with your parents
1: um, uh, the thing about this is, is when I was younger, it used to really kind of, uh, be a real problem and it was just yeah. a gigantic pain in the ass. But you know, once you get older and you do it, see, the thing is, is before it was like living with my parents because I had no options because I was broke. Yeah. Now I live with my parents because it's just convenient, but also I'm just saving a lot of money and it's my right. choice essentially. And so when you make that difference and that change, it becomes a lot better personally. That's, that's my experience, right? Yeah. Because you get to a certain point, your parents know that you're there by choice. You know, you're not depending on them. And it's more of a question of you could leave at any time if you needed to, but it's more a question like, oh, it actually helps me and my family out by me being around. Because occasionally they need something from me. And that's okay. Like, it's not a huge deal. Yeah. And then small things like that. And, you know, I can be around to help my parents and stuff that they might need help with. And I... I think it's more of an Asian thing because obviously anybody who says like somebody becoming 30 and then like living with their parents seems like a scrub. But you can have your opinion. That's fine if you think I'm a scrub. But more so for me, it's like when I've made enough money to live on my own or do that, and I did probably within, I would say, I don't know, three or four years ago where yeah. I was probably made enough comfortable money. And then in the last year ago or so, my income has gotten to the point where it's like, oh, this is comfortable I might as well say for a house essentially is the point. You get to that point and you're just like well there's no reason not to because essentially renting is just I mean renting is great for people who rent because it's important to them to have their space but right. I feel like I have my space and mm-hmm. it it obviously doesn't hurt that I go spend time at Nikki's, for example for days at a time if I need to so I don't personally find it to be too much of an issue but it's it hasn't always been that case I think it's, um, I think more so the problem is, is when you're not treated like, uh, an adult is that's when you're still treated like the kid Mm -hmm. or their child, that's when problems arise and people will argue like their, their roof, their rules, but it's like, if you need me to help mow the lawn, I can help you mow the lawn, but you don't need to like burst into my room. Like I'm 12 and like, tell me things need to be cleaned like my mess is my mess i'm not making the rest of the house messy but like that's the whole thing like when i was 23 24 that was that was obviously you know a back and forth thing when i got older and then it was just like my choice to be at home because i was figuring out whether or not i was going to rent or i was going to buy a house that was different and so and i i don't know that this is the case for all cultures but i think the main thing is is for a lot of asian families once you make a certain amount of money or immigrant parents once you make a certain amount of money or you have a job that they respect you then become a real person to them essentially yeah, and so they then don't have they to begin, worry about you they begin to respect your opinion once they realize that they're not going to have to worry about you because they always yeah. and that's the thing that asian parents always say and i'm sure other parents say this too but it's like when i'm gone what are you going to do and so when they realize like you'll be okay if, if something were to happen, God forbid, I don't want anything to happen to my parents. But like, the point is, is like, they know that I would be okay. Yeah. So the, once it got to that point, they were just like, yeah, okay. He's doing his thing.
0: So you never, you've never lived on your own, right? You never moved out?
1: Um, not for an extended, extended period of time. Like I've lived in other places. Like I lived with my brothers briefly, or I mean, mm. I lived with not, I lived with them for like over a year, but it was just next door in the next door house. Cause my, yeah. my parents and my brother had the house next door to each other and then when i was younger they used to live in richmond and i'd spend extended periods with them but now uh, aside from that no
0: yeah i was gonna say because I, I moved out like right after high school. i was like 17 when i moved out mm-hmm. and honestly i think like now that i'm living with my mom again i think i think when i was younger i had that that like that thing where i felt like you know you kind of have to move out you know like you know People look down on people who live with their parents and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But I feel like as you get older, you begin to realize that, like, that's not the case. And people who think that are just, like, narrow-minded. Yeah. And they're just
1: selfish. I think that's what it is. It It's definitely a cultural thing, and it is a selfish thing. But it's also just, like, responsibility and how yeah. you feel like your responsibility to your family is and stuff like But to be fair, you know, my situation isn't the same as everybody's situation. Like I said, I'm financially independent, I just live here to save money, but also, like, to help my parents out if they need it, but the other part of it, too, is that you know, I do have a space that I can go because my girlfriend has an apartment where I spend a lot of time and help out there if she needs any help, like washing dishes or whatever, or cooking, you know. I'm sure your parents appreciate you being around. I think, you know, from time to time, they enjoy it, just like because if luggage needs to be moved or something, you know, storage needs to be moved, that's always nice to have an extra hand around or whatever it may be, or, like, you know. Now, when I eat dinner with my dad, for example, like, it's much more, like, how was your day? As opposed to when I was younger, it was, like, did you study? Did you yeah. pass that? You know, like, it's it's different. It's, it's more like two awkward adults communicating, whereas it was, yeah. like, before it was lecturing, mm. <laughs> if that makes sense. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I think it's interesting because I feel like their generation, too, they're not that great
1: in terms of communicating, no.
0: Especially communicating things that are more emotional, right? Because to Absolutely. them, it's like they just had to survive, you know, make ends meet, and that's that was like what's important. Yeah. And I, but I noticed that like with our generation, what is it, millennials? We're more on like communicating and mental health. That's, that's something th- I noticed. Yeah. I
1: think we try time. at least for sure.
0: We try, and I think it's a work in progress. I think for just our generation in general, but I definitely see like. Over the past, I don't know. Maybe it's because we're getting older. We 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 notice it more. But in the past, like decade, I think that's something that like, it's more stressed, like mental health and like.
1: I think the other thing with millennials is is that, you know, our parents were very much like you were saying in survival mode when they, you know, if especially if they were immigrant parents, which my parents were immigrants, so they came over, they went into survival mode, essentially tried to do whatever they could. You know, they learned what they thought made for stable jobs and good education. So they wanted to make sure that we had more than they had, which is completely understandable perspective when you get to a certain age. But when you're younger, you kind of hate that perspective. But in, in, in all honesty, I think for us, um, we've kind of looked past survival because it's like, you know, they created the foothold. I'm not looking to survive here. I'm looking to thrive here. Like I'm trying to make right. real, real like generational changes here. And arguably, my dad did that, you know, because opened a store, now owns the store in D.C. My parents did that. I I say my dad, but just because he owns the store technically. But it was him and my mom together, like, making that whole thing happen. And they've brought a bunch of family members over from Vietnam and helped them get their, you know, green cards and, like, visas and so on and so forth. And so that's really great. Um, But then it's my job now to kind of carry that on forward and make sure that, like, the lay family name is no longer associated like with that but it's more so associated with like things that can actually be achieved in future generations in my current generation
0: yeah how do you feel about that though do you feel like it's justified
1: i i think it's it's a lot of responsibility for sure and it used to scare me when i was younger but to you know you gotta you gotta try um right and it's it's, it's a balance because, you know, there are dreams that I want to live out that wouldn't necessarily be like, oh, this is something I'm proud of. Like, not something that they would necessarily be proud of their son for. Like, if I climb that boulder in France, like, they don't give a fuck about that. They just want to yeah. make sure I'm alive. But if I, you know, become a millionaire or whatever it may be, like, I'm just saying a millionaire is a number because that's what everybody likes to say. But, like, financially independent and, like, retire early and then I make generational wealth to, like, help... So, like, kids in the family line don't need to worry about paying for college or what, like whatever it may be. Like, that thing, yeah. I don't think that that's such a big deal. Because when you look at it, it's the idea that they want their kids to have a better life than they did, right? And, yeah. you know, you would argue that some of the methods that they've used are not great, which I agree with. But I don't think that the intention is bad some of the methods that were used to enforce or like kind of like push and nudge in that direction were less than stellar though. Cause the methods that I'm talking about, like you have to be an engineer, doctor, lawyer, whatever. Right. Yeah. And so that's, that's very tough to deal with if you don't feel like you fit into any of those things, but turns out you can make money doing other things or you can survive and you can be an artist. You can do all these things and still eat. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I mean, do
0: you currently have like a plan? for, you know, upholding the, the lay name.
1: Uh, yeah. I mean, that's why I got so heavily invested into the stock market. Yeah. And if I could retire by 35, 40, then I'll enjoy my time doing that and just continue to do so. And when Nikki and I decide to have kids, you know, we'll have kids and I'll do my best to be a good, a good father. And Kids, huh? Yeah, I mean, Dude. we've had that discussion. Yeah, how many kids do you guys want? I think she wants 3 to be personally to be to be completely honest, I would like to think of it as one at a time process. Nah. She probably has a two kid minimum, which I'm willing to talk about and negotiate a two kid minimum is acceptable, but like it's more of a question of if it's two daughters or if it's two sons. I don't know if she wants one of each or whatever. It's for me personally, kids and I'm not saying I don't want kids. Let me clarify that it's not that i don't want kids it's more so that i know that she really wants kids and like that's something she's cares for deeply yeah so i i do want the family but like if if her goal for example is to have one boy and one girl completely up to her doesn't really doesn't really matter to me whatever happens if it's two girls two boys if for example like doesn't doesn't so so either way you're indifferent i'm i'm mostly indifferent i say that now but maybe i'll feel differently (laughs) later on
0: do you, do you guys have names picked up for them?
1: No, nothing like that. Not yet. Just a have have discussion idea? that it'll happen in the future. Okay. Uh, uh You ready so, to wrap this thing up cuz we've been going for a while now.
0: Yeah, I think I think uh we can wrap I, I it up. I think we
1: went off the rails a little bit, but you got to think about what you're going to name this episode too.
0: Oh goddamn. Yeah. Right. Uh we can call it we can call it like my first test run. Uh, some uh, things we gotta work out or episode fifty three Eddie's hosting. Uh, or episode fifty four Eddie's Fool's
1: hosting.
2: Joke. Late April Fool's joke or <laughs> a new host. Are you calling me a joke? No, I'm just saying it's it's your podcast now. <laughs> Alright do
1: do the plug Eddie. Do do the necessary <laughs> plugs.
2: Uh yeah. So
1: like, comment, subscribe.
0: Oh yeah. Alright everyone, thanks for listening to this episode. Uh please comment, subscribe, rate us on all your listening platforms.
1: Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Anchor.
0: Yes. Uh, and if you have any questions or comments, please send those in at uh, nohappyendingspodcast at gmail.com.
1: And if you'd like to see the Instagram short videos come back, let us know on instagram.com slash podcast.
0: Peace out.